Hello, this is Father Mike Walker of Father Mike's Podcast and Father Mike's Bible Study Podcast, the pastor of St. James Catholic Church in McMinnville, Oregon. If you would like more information about the parish or the podcast, please feel free to email me at frmikewalker at gmail.com. And now, today's podcast. I love that first reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Because here they are, the disciples are going out and they're proclaiming Jesus and what he's done and what he's taught and who he is. And the response they get from the leaders is, stop talking about him. And their response is, do you want us to listen to you instead of God? I mean, it's kind of a nice response. But it is true that very often in our lives, people want to tell us to put God to the side, don't talk about Jesus, don't do anything that's Christian. And just kind of live in secret. And you have to believe all this other stuff, which is inferior to what we know is true and what is good. And I don't know if you've had the response of the disciples when you decided that you were going to buck the ways of the world and live like a Christian and proclaim Jesus and his truth. But very often it's not met with, oh boy, thanks. You know, we really appreciate that. You know, sometimes you actually have to suffer for it. And I remember quite a few years ago, a priest friend of mine, uh, he went to prison and heard a confession, and without knowing it, they actually taped the confession, and it became an international news story. And soon after that, when I figured like, well, as pagan as our state is, you know, they're not going to go for this. But instead of saying, no, no, we're sorry, we're going to destroy the tape, they decided to double down. And then after doubling down, they even passed a law saying that if the state comes and asks a priest who had someone confess to them what they confessed in a criminal trial, that the priest has to reveal the confession. And uh, I had someone come up to me soon after that, and they said, Father, what are you going to do? Because it, it might be illegal for you not to reveal information that people give you in confession. And at the time, I'm thinking, like, this would be a great thing to go to jail for. You know, because you all know that we can't say or do anything about confession. This is, this is a law from God. And actually, if I would say or do something that someone has confessed to me, that that would be grounds for excommunication, that I would be, I would be kicked out of the priesthood for doing something like that. So I had in my, my head this image of going to jail and everyone's talking about all the things that they did to land there. And I'm like, well, I just refused to reveal a confession. You know, it's not as powerful as maybe some of the other ones. But the point is, I was thinking like, this would be a glorious thing for me to suffer for the Lord. And, and I was all ready to do it until the law was overturned because it was unconstitutional, of course. But that's not typically how we suffer for the Lord. Like for me, for example, it's keeping my mouth shut. And it's not saying things that I feel like saying. And it's forgiving when I don't feel like forgiving. And it's doing the hard work of being a priest even if it might seem like it's something that's not always so fun. You know, but this is the way life is. So for those of you who are parents, you know what that means. That means taking care of your kids when you don't feel like it. It means praying for people in your family, even though you might be upset with them. It means living the Christian life regardless, because it's good and it's true. So a couple years ago, I was doing an engaged encounter retreat, and there was a couple that I was having dinner for or dinner with because after the main sessions, then we break off and then they have meals. So I'm having dinner with this couple 
And uh, anyway, so you ask the typical questions like, oh, what do you do for a living? And, you know, what brought you to the faith? And what brought you here? And when are you getting married? And asking these various questions. And so anyway, I was talking to one couple and I was asking them, like, what do you both do for a living? And she started speaking very vaguely. It's like, well, I do certain types of things for products. And, and she was kind of talking like that. And, and I was like, okay, you know, so I didn't really quite know. what. And then finally, after a while, the husband said, okay, I have to tell you, Father, she's being modest. She's actually a supermodel. She's been in all these different publications, and she typically works in in the Pacific Rim, but she's also done things in the United States and Europe. And I was like, wow, she's kind of pretty, you know, but um, it's funny how those things work, right? But what I, what I loved about that conversation was the husband bragging about the wife, because what the husband was doing is he wasn't just saying, yeah, she's a model, but you could tell he was excited about who she was, not just what she did, but who she was. So in a similar way, it's interesting how we very often will brag about people we love, right? So the husbands will brag about the wives and the wives will brag about the husbands and we'll brag about our favorite teams. We might brag about uh, the, you know, the things that are going on that we're happy about. But at the same time, do we brag about what we love more than anything? And that would be Jesus, right? Well, the, the disciples couldn't help it. They were going out into the world and they were bragging about who they knew and what he taught because they couldn't help it. And this is the great thing. We can do the same thing. We don't have to hide and cower in a corner. We can be authentically and transparently Christian. Now, there's also a response to this. You know, the love that we have for God, hopefully we respond to that. And one way we respond is through our worship. We see that in the second reading, because here we have a vision of heaven and this divine worship that's going on in heaven. And part of the book of Revelation shows that we, in our worship, are connected to that. So if, if we can just imagine this, I know when we're praying and when we're celebrating Mass, uh, we, we think like we're just in this isolated pocket. But you have to think greater than that, because all the angels and saints, together with God and together with all people on earth that are worshiping, are presenting Jesus to the Father, the Lamb, and they're giving glory and praise to God in in worship. So this is truly a great thing that we're able to do. And it's a true gift. And I don't know if you've ever, like for those of you who do it on a regular basis, sometimes it becomes a little routine. Uh, But just because it becomes a little routine doesn't mean that it's any less significant. I have been blessed in my life that I think since college that I've been able to make Sunday Masses. And... There was only one time that I can remember in the last at least 25 years or so, or 30 years or something like that, that I didn't make it to Mass. And that's because I was in Argentina and ate a salad and I couldn't get out of the bathroom for longer than 15 minutes at a time. But other than that, I've been very blessed in this life that, like, even when I was sick, I, I would be just unsick enough to be able to make it through Mass. And... Um, But that one time in Argentina, I remembered I knew I couldn't make it. And it was just, it was kind of a difficult thing. I I really wanted to go, but I just couldn't. And it was kind of a bit of an eye-opener because, like, you can get comfortable with what you typically do. And you can start to take things for granted. 
And one thing that we can do as Catholics is to not take the Eucharist for granted, you know, but understand what we're doing. Not take the word of God that we hear proclaimed to us for granted, but we really receive it with, with love and, and with intention and, and really put our hearts, minds, and souls in, into the worship that we have here uh, because it is a great blessing. And just think how great it truly is that we are able to pray, to praise, to worship, together with all the angels and saints throughout history, including even people in our own time. This is truly a great blessing. All right, in the the gospel, we have this story of the resurrection. And here Jesus is in the Sea of Galilee or Tiberias. And while, while they're having this fishing trip, which is kind of interesting because... Peter says, you know, I'm going to go fishing and other people go fishing. And remember they left that behind, right? Because Jesus called them away from fishing to be fishers of men. But nevertheless, they go out and and they're fishing. Um, I kind of liken it to when I was in high school, one uh, one of my friends, he had a 55 Chevy. It was a really nice car, you know, red and and red and white and had the diamond tuck kind of leather seats and all this stuff. Well, one day he showed up in a Mazda. It's like, Sean, what happened to your other car? What happened to the 55 Chevy? And he was all so happy. He's like, I traded it in for the Mazda because I get better mileage. And I'm like, ah, it was such a beautiful car. Like, why would you trade in that 55 Chevy for a Mazda? And anyway, I, I think sometimes that's the case you know so here you have the disciples they were called by god to be fishers of men and that was their commission and they were trading it in to go back to be fishermen but of course we all know that god doesn't give up on us and he didn't give up on his disciples so he strengthened them in these appearances and eventually sends the holy spirit to help them so we also can be careful about that it's easy for us to get Uh, caught up in our old bad habits but god doesn't give up on us he continually reveals himself to us and calls us back to our calling and that is to be those faithful catholics those great practicing christians and so it is i think a bit of an encouragement that even the disciples had their struggles even after they knew of the resurrection all right so anyway so what does peter do he jumps in the water and swims to shore when he sees jesus kind of great you can see that enthusiasm right that nothing's going to stop him he's going to he's all in he jumps in the water and swims to shore and i think that excitement and 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 that attitude is something we can all have as well you know where we don't have any inhibitions we just jump in and we do what god calls us to do we recognize him for who he is and we celebrate that in the way that we live and and the joy and the energy that we put into that so they get to shore and they drag these fish to shore and if you notice the number, it's like 153 large fish. I don't know if any of you uh, would, like the first time you read that, if you thought, why 153? It seems like an obscure number, doesn't it? So anyway, there's some theories about this. Uh, first of all, it goes back to Ezekiel. Secondly, in the ancient world, they thought there were 153 species of fish in total in the Mediterranean. They also um, used that as a metaphor to talk about all the races of people in the world. And so the symbolism's pretty straightforward. What this is saying is those fish represent God's people. And 153 means all the people throughout the world. And then the net not tearing means that there's never going, there's never going to be a day where there are too many people that are being brought to God. 
You know, that, that all people are welcome and God is big enough for all of us. And this is another great thing. I was talking to my brother just a few days ago, and, and for some reason he wanted to talk about Hinduism. And so I was talking about Hinduism, and then he says, he goes, but you don't believe that, do you? And, uh, and I'm like, no, I'm, I'm a Catholic priest, you know, of course, you know. And, uh, but then afterwards he's like, but you think you're right? And I'm like, yeah, or I wouldn't be doing this. It's like, why would I do this if I didn't think I was right? You know, but, but then he started asking some follow-up questions. So, you know, well, why do you think that Jesus rose from the dead? I said, well, because there are many good reasons. And I started explaining those reasons that our faith has logic. Our faith is something that has history. Our faith is expressed in many ways through the lives of the saints. And, and all of this really does come together where, where we are not called to be selfish with it, that we should be able to understand that, yes, this is something I can share with others because there are good reasons for believing it. And just as the, uh, the, the couple I was talking about where he was bragging about his wife, in a similar way, all we have to do is tell our story. So how has God worked in our lives? Because he has worked in our lives or we wouldn't be here. We should know our story and be able to say that, yes, God has done this for me. And this is why I believe as I do. This is why I live as I do. The last thing is, as the disciples were there with Jesus, he says, come have breakfast. All right, one of the favorite things I like about visiting my parents is not when we go and do things so much. But when we wake up in the morning, we come out, we have coffee, and we start talking to each other while we're drinking coffee. You know, there's, there's something kind of intimate in those early moments, especially when you're sharing time with one another. And Jesus knows this. He wants to be intimate and share time with his disciples. So in a similar way, he wants to be intimate with all of us and share time with us. And so all we need to do is take him up on the offer. So we're here today. Let's put our heart, soul, mind, and strength into what God has given us uh, to be able to praise and worship and adore him, but also to live differently because of the relationship we have and to spend time with him knowing that he really is our Lord, that he wants to spend time with us. Yes, it's a great blessing, and we are truly blessed to be able to have that experience as well. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. May God bless you and be with you as you live out your faith and serve the Lord this week.